0: Hello, I'm John Houseladen, President of the Minnesota Trucking Association. Welcome back to our podcast, Trucking, Success, and Safety. In this episode, we hear from David Black, Flobelo's Vice President of Fleet Sales, on how fleets can capitalize off sustainability efforts and think outside the box to save on fuel costs. David has worked in the trucking and transportation industries for over 25 years with experience in parts and products as well as fleet management. Now, let's get into the episode.
1: Thank you for having me today. My name is David Black. I'm Vice President of Fleet Sales for Flow Below Arrow based out of Round Rock, Texas. And the MTA has asked me to talk about sustainability initiatives and partnership opportunities within the trucking industry that relate to sustainability. In today's environment, it seems as if every direction you turn Someone is talking about sustainability. Well, what is sustainability and what does it encompass? Now, the answer is virtually everything from your people, you know, sustainable workloads, a sustainable work-life balance, very important, particularly to young people today, makes a difference between the jobs that they accept, the jobs they stay at uh, for long periods of time. could involve equipment. Uh, sustainability also involves facilities, natural resources, uh, those are what we hear about the most, probably fuel, energy, oil, water, uh, air. It even involves supplies to use, paper, ink, packaging materials, or packaging and manufacturing, uh, also food products, raw materials, you name it, it can all fall under the sustainability umbrella. So how do we move toward a more sustainable business model within the trucking industry? Well, perhaps developing a company culture that's community-focused and offers employees great benefits, including a great work-life balance. Perhaps it's going paperless and implementing a recycling program for all recyclables. Or maybe it's reducing energy consumption or switching to renewable forms of energy. In thinking about this, I'd kind of like to focus on some of the things that the trucking industry can do to improve sustainability with each of their own individual trucking operations. You know, there's no doubt that trucking contributes to significant amounts of air pollution. According to the EPA, freight's impact on air pollution will exceed all other transportation activities by 2040. Freight demand skyrocketed during the pandemic. That encouraged economic growth within the industry and the potential for even greater emissions. Supply chain imbalances that everybody's familiar with only exacerbated the problem. There are many things that fleets can do today to minimize the emissions released by freight transporting vehicles. And there are an increasing number of fleets both private and for hire that are taking steps to lower their emissions while still profitably serving the needs of their customers, their employees, and the community. You know, many large shippers and manufacturers leverage their fleet partners and private fleets to meet increasing thresholds of emission reductions and reduced carbon footprints. Vehicle manufacturers, you know, the OEMs, are continually meeting further reduced carbon emission standards. I believe there are two new thresholds approaching for 2024 and 2027. Larger publicly traded companies frequently report their carbon footprint reduction efforts and sustainability initiatives to stockholders and the general public. It's good business for a company to show the steps it's taking to reduce pollution of any kind and to help improve our sustainability. At the same time, many companies have come to realize that the public like to purchase goods and services from those companies that are making a contribution to improve sustainability overall. At Flow Below, We utilize an ROI calculator to not only show fuel and dollar savings from our products or from the use of our products, but we also show the impact to reduced fuel consumption, reduced crude oil consumption, and reduced emissions. Unless you've been living secluded in a cave for the last five or ten years, no doubt you've heard about electric vehicles or As everyone calls them EVs. EVs and hybrids have been available for several years to the general public and have also been introduced to trucking on a limited basis. EVs have been utilized in increasing numbers for yard spotting and some final mile deliveries, generally smaller vehicles. There have also been advances in natural gas vehicles, renewable natural gas vehicles, and hydrogen fuel cell technologies. The industry itself is exciting and revolutionary in many ways, and the speed of change is significant. However, you know while the media might have us believe that EVs and alternative energy vehicle options are going to be widespread next week, The reality is far from that. Each of these technologies has come a long way in a short period of time, but widespread usage within the trucking industry is still at a distance. However, it's critical that these alternatives be continually investigated and developed for feasibility and scalability. The industry desperately needs failure data in order to discover the pitfalls of these new technologies and overcome the obstacles that they present in order to move forward. For example, I think everyone agrees that there's insufficient infrastructure in the electrical grid for there to be widespread usage of electric vehicles. We need not look any further than California, who suffers from rolling brownouts in the summer months and whose governor recently requested during such a period that electric vehicle owners not charge their vehicles. Well, if my electric vehicle were my only source of transportation, that would not be feasible then there are natural disasters such as the devastating hurricane Ian that Florida will be rebuilding from for some time. That rebuilding includes the electrical infrastructure just to get back to the level of service that existed before the storm, much less to carry the additional load of widespread electric vehicle. There will always be natural disasters and the need to recover from them. As a result, There will always be a need for multiple modes of reliable energy sources to power the vehicles that serve our industries and the needs of the general public. Aerodynamic products improve the energy consumption needed to power all alternatively powered vehicles. Then there's the question of where the energy will come from. Coal-burning power plants take about three years to construct but coal-burning power plants receive a cold shoulder from environmental groups for a variety of reasons. Nuclear power plants are probably the most feasible source of dependable power today, but they take roughly five years to construct, and no one wants a nuclear power plant in their backyard. Then there's the issue of how to dispose of the spent fuel from generating the energy. Simply put, building the infrastructure that EVs require will take time. It will take resources and it will take hard decision making. Meanwhile, we cannot completely abandon what does work today without viable alternatives, including the infrastructure to support those alternatives. Example, EVs, EVs will provide a partial solution for the future along with natural gas, renewable natural gas, hydrogen fuel cells, etc. Currently, industry is in need of significant failure data, as I mentioned before, for all alternatives to continually improve the products and options far beyond the limitations of today's alternatives. We have to be able to meet the demands of industry for the future. Electric vehicle battery technology has to evolve considerably beyond where it is today. Rapid charging of EV batteries is not a continual option. It destroys the battery cycle and useful life unless done infrequently. It is imperative that we drill down to examine the total cost of each alternative from cradle to grave. As an example, this includes the carbon cost of producing the electric vehicles themselves, the rare earth minerals necessary to do so and the limitations and accessibility to those elements. In the case of EV batteries, what will be done to them after their first useful life in the vehicle? I've heard some people suggest that after degradation has rendered them no longer useful to power the EV, that they can be used to build battery farms to power homes and communities. It's a great idea. But then, what will happen to them once they have further degraded to the point they can no longer be used for the battery farm? I personally believe that there is no one single answer for alternative energy solutions and that there will be multiple alternatives utilized over various segments of the industry, depending upon the needs and demands of those specific segments. There's no one single energy alternative that is the best fit for powering the needs of the future. In my opinion, hydrogen fuel cell technology probably shows the best, most promise for longer-haul vehicles. Some alternatives may be controlled by the source of power, some geographically, and some sources of future power are yet to be developed. However, we cannot get there without continual investment in and testing and trialing of various alternatives for the future. Electric trucks are seeing great success in yard operations and shorter hauls where vehicles can return to base, so to speak, for recharging, refueling, etc. As recharging and refueling options across the country are limited. Natural gas and renewable natural gas are seeing advances in shorter hauls, municipalities, and where fuel and recharging capability is available and controlled. Industry will continually work to increase the range and viability of these alternatives. Meanwhile, we must bridge the gap between where we are today and where we want to get to in the future. As of 2022, diesel-powered trucks are still by far the most prevalent and reliable source for moving freight throughout the world. While we develop viable alternatives over the next 10 to 20 years, it is important that we focus on ways to continually improve the efficiency of those diesel-powered vehicles that we run today, while simultaneously reducing emissions and fuel consumption. While aerodynamics plays a key part in improving the performance of today's diesel-powered vehicles, aerodynamics will also play a key part in the vehicles of the future. While the fuel that drives our vehicles may change, the need to get the most mileage and benefit of the energy we utilize will always be paramount. Fleets have many options for partnering with the public and private sector to work toward achieving their sustainability goals. Partnering with companies such as Flowbelow or other aerodynamic development companies to thoroughly evaluate their individual operations to identify areas for improvement in aerodynamics, among other things, is one way to do that. NACFE, NACFE, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency, is another. NACVI is continually evaluating all methods of improving efficiencies across many modes of transportation and helping to educate all when it comes to the preferred methods available. Every heavy truck OEM is working hard to identify and develop areas of improvement to the overall sustainability and performance of their individual vehicles. Trailer manufacturers have also entered the arena and are developing more aerodynamic trailing equipment for the industry. And then there are your local colleges and universities that may be available to partner and could perhaps be currently involved in freight efficiency improvement trials and or testing of their own. They may be looking for corporate partners. While most of my comments have related to fuel consumption and emissions and their reduction or elimination, there are other forms of sustainability improvements that trucking fleets can concentrate on for improvement. Some of those include recyclables, such as oil, fluids, tires, rubbers, heavy metal components, paper, plastics, batteries and properly disposing of hazardous materials, as well as many other things. The reality is we must work toward bridging the gap during a lengthy transition period. Improved aerodynamic designs and devices can reduce the drag on today's vehicles, reducing fuel consumption, reducing emissions, and improving the sustainability of our industry. I recently read an article where, I believe it was the president of Cummins Engines, who was quoted as saying that reducing the emissions of 100,000 trucks by 10% would be the equivalent of introducing 10,000 zero-emissions vehicles into the system. I'm sure that I'm paraphrasing that statement somewhat, but that was the basic message. That, to me, is a phenomenal statement and one that I think all of us should take the time to fully digest. Aerodynamics of trucks and trailers has the ability to save the industry and individual fleets billions of dollars annually, if properly specced and utilized. Most of today's van and refrigerated trailers have skirts. However, many other segments of the trucking industry have balked at the idea of aerodynamics being able to aid in reducing their overall fuel consumption. Some fleet owners do not see their vehicles as being ones that can be assisted by improved aerodynamics. In many cases, that is an incorrect assumption, and I would welcome the opportunity to speak with those fleets. Some fleets have entertained a variety of devices that have some degree of mechanical deployment that's needed, such as trailer tails, while others, like fuel tank fairings, wheel closeouts, along with cab side extenders and roof extenders, under trailer devices and flow through mud flaps are more fixed. They're more fixed features requiring no driver interaction or mechanized movement. Generally speaking, the more moving parts a device has, the more problematic it can be. I've stated for years that the truck that trucking is a business of pennies. A lot, a lot of pennies. We all measure performance in terms of cents per mile. Maintenance cost, fuel cost, tire cost, labor cost, insurance. All of the line item expenses are measured in terms of cents per mile or dollars per mile. It's truly amazing how business can be won or lost or gained based on a fraction of a cent per mile. At the same time, it's critical that fleets continually look for ways to reduce their own cost and improve their competitiveness within the industry. Most aerodynamic features available on tractors and trailers today complement one another. They improve and build upon the overall drag reduction and reducing carbon emissions for the fleet. Learning what is on the market and being developed today to improve a fleet fuel efficiency is the job of every fleet owner, operator, and manager. Understanding how each of the available fuel savings technologies can positively impact their specific operation is key. Future vehicles, whether they be electric, natural gas, renewable natural gas, or another yet-to-be-developed fuel type, will all benefit from improved aerodynamics. For natural gas and renewable natural gas, the benefit will be similar to diesel in that the miles per gallon will improve with reduced drag. For electric vehicles, the range of those vehicles will be increased. And for all vehicles of any type, improved aerodynamics will result in a more efficient use of our energy and its sustainability. Thank you for your time today and for your interest in improving your fuel economy, reducing emissions, and improving the overall sustainability of your fleet. It's been an honor and a privilege to be with you today. I thank you very much for your time and attention. Have a great day.
0: That concludes this episode of Trucking Success and Safety. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe to Trucking Success and Safety. We can be found on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart, or you can listen to episodes directly through our website at mntruck.org forward slash podcast. That's mntruck.org forward slash podcast.